0: Hello everyone, and welcome to the October 23rd edition of Work Comp Academy, California Weekly News. I'm Deborah Tobias with Floyd, Scarron and Kelly, and let's get started with our stories for this week. A disgruntled carpenter out of work because of an injury has been charged after a hostage taking at the Workers' Compensation Board in downtown Edmonton. The man entered the building with a high-powered rifle and many rounds of ammunition. He held several people hostage. Seven were employees of the board, and one was a claimant. None were involved with the alleged gunman's case. Hundreds of workers streamed out of the workers' compensation office in tears as police surrounded the building and negotiated for the release of hostages. The gunman had felt pressure to return to work early after a doctor damaged his knee ligaments during an examination. The police said that the hostages were gradually released and that no one was injured. The gunman surrendered to the police by Wednesday evening after a standoff that lasted the entire day. The incident is raising questions about safety within all government buildings and has sparked discussions about how government buildings should be equipped with metal detectors like those at courthouses. Staff at the Workers' Compensation Board returned to work Thursday morning, grateful Wednesday's incident was over. The Court of Appeal affirmed a police officer's jury conviction of nine counts of workers' compensation insurance fraud. Laura DiGiorgio was employed as a police officer by the city of Riverside. She was a passenger in a friend's vehicle that was struck from behind by another vehicle on the freeway. She submitted and settled a claim with an auto carrier. Medical records reflected she had suffered a back injury for that off-duty accident. A few months later, she submitted a claim to the city for an injury at work to her lower back, right hip and leg. She denied having any prior complaints in statements she made during the interview with a claim investigator, during medical examinations and at her deposition. During her jury trial, she made various excuses for her lack of candor. She claimed her attorney did not properly prepare her for her deposition and that she was feeling quite ill at the time of her deposition. Neither the jury nor the Court of Appeal bought any of her excuses. Her nine-count conviction was affirmed by the Court of Appeal in an unpublished opinion. A 24-year-old Watsonville woman pleaded no contest Tuesday to a felony count of workers' compensation fraud and a misdemeanor count of making a false claim. Maria Navarro was transporting dental equipment for her employer when she pulled to the side of the road to make a phone call. There was no cell phone reception so Navarro went to a nearby home to borrow a telephone. While she was gone her unoccupied parked car was hit by another motorist. Navarro later told her employer that she was in the car at the time and filed a workers compensation claim and also a personal injury claim against the other driver. During the investigation the employer learned that Navarro was not in the car when it was hit and referred the case to Monterey County prosecutors. Navarro faces up to five years in prison and a $150,000 fine when she's sentenced on November 24. A Huntington Park man was arrested this week as a result of the investigation conducted by the Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office. Pedro Ramos was charged with three counts of insurance fraud, one count of attempted perjury, and one count of using a false Social Security and resident alien card. In 2007, Ramos first told his employer that he injured himself at home and was under the care of a personal physician. A short time later, the employer received notice that Ramos was represented by an attorney and claimed instead that this was an industrial injury. An investigation found that Ramos had made material misrepresentations in sworn testimony and to medical providers for the purpose of filing a false claim. The alleged fraud cost Alaska National Insurance Company over $40,000. The Brookdale Inn and Spa owner was arrested this week on suspicion of not having workers' compensation insurance, not paying an employee's medical bill after he was hurt on the job, and paying workers with checks that bounced. The months-long probe began after one employee was injured on the job and no one paid for his care. In September, a man was airlifted from the Brookdale Inn after falling inside through a construction hole near the pool. The owner was bailed out of the Santa Cruz County Jail after his arrest. The investigation is ongoing, as there are other employees with numerous complaints. The inn located in Santa Cruz was known as a respite for movie stars and national leaders. In its glory days, it hosted Marilyn Monroe and President Herbert Hoover. Turning now to our financial news. Zenith National Insurance said its third-quarter profit rose more than 15 percent, exceeding Wall Street expectations. The Woodland Hills workers' compensation insurer reported net income of $19.2 million compared with net income of $16.6 million a year ago. The profit increase was despite a 6 percent decline in revenue. The just released LA County annual risk management report showed that their overall workers' compensation costs increased by less than 3 percent last year the county also reports a consistent drop in the number of claims per 100 employees since 2002. The county set and met goals for several safety programs which contributed to the reduction in the number of claims. The county's limited annual cost increases contrast markedly with the recent WCIRB request for a 22 percent rate hike for insurance carriers next year. Insurance Commissioner Poisner said The WCIRB request was unwarranted because carriers are not properly managing medical costs. The LA County report suggests that he may be correct. LA County implemented three medical management contracts last year which established a utilization review program they claim saved one hundred and twenty seven million dollars. Wells Fargo has acquired Sierra Self Insurance Services in Grass Valley northwest of Sacramento. Sierra provides excess liability, property, and workers' compensation insurance for large school district pools. Sierra Self-Insurance Services manages claims administration for member school districts. Wells Fargo is the fourth largest insurance brokerage in the world and the largest bank-owned insurance brokerage in the United States. Wells Fargo third-party administrators and Wells Fargo Disability Management are ranked as the third-largest multi-line third-party administrators. The New Mexico Department of Insurance has approved rate reductions in workers' compensation premiums for the fourth year in a row. Workers' Compensation Administration Director Glenn Smith says this helps make New Mexico more attractive to businesses. He credits efforts by employers and workers for reducing on-the-job injuries. Officials have requested a rate reduction of 4.5% in the voluntary market and an overall decrease for the assigned risk pool of nearly 1%. The reduction should go into effect on January 1. New Mexico joins Hawaii and Oregon who also reported rate reductions for next year. And as we reported previously, all three states have sustained year after year rate reductions. These states differ with the situation here in California where employers brace themselves for up to a twenty-two percent increase in premiums next year. And now, in other news, the California Division of Industrial Relations will host the fifth International Forum on Disability Management in Los Angeles next September. The DWC will collaborate with the International Association of Industrial Accident Boards and Commissions in organizing this event. A call for papers is the first step in bringing together international speakers to discuss disability management and policies and practices to decrease occupational injuries. Proposals for papers must be submitted electronically to Denise Vargas at dvargas at dir.ca.gov no later than Monday, November 30th. Accepted proposals will be announced by April 9, 2010 and the deadline for final presentations is July 12, 2010. In other news, the State Fund announced that it has appointed Doug Stewart as President and CEO on an interim basis, replacing outgoing Janet Frank. Stewart joined State Fund in a consulting capacity in November 2007 as the Chief Risk Officer. He brings more than 35 years experience in the insurance industry. The board will begin a national search for a permanent president and CEO immediately. An icon in workers' compensation is now obsolete, deserving a gentle retirement followed by decent burial. It's the claims loss run. Many large insurers and TPAs have introduced onto their websites dashboards with varying degrees of proficiency in presenting data. The idea is that the employer wants selected information without the bother of searching through lost ruins and manipulating Excel worksheets. The dashboard for today allows for multicolored displays of graphs, such as on trend lines over time, pie charts, and color-coded data. An industry article this week applauds San Bernardino County for having a state-of-the-art dashboard. The county self-administers workers' comp and liability claims for 65 operating units, Their claims dashboard displays data from human resources and fleet management, making one big picture. The county's managers can view how they and all other departments are hitting performance targets. A robust reporting system such as this one can save about 10% of claims costs. And here's what's coming up next week. On Tuesday, October 27, the Employers Fraud Task Force will hold their monthly luncheon, For detailed information, call Laura Clifford, Executive Director, at 714-637-3350. On Wednesday, October 28th, hundreds of workers' comp professionals from across the state will gather for three days at the Hyatt Regency in Huntington Beach for the 7th Annual California Workers' Comp Forum. Presenters include John Duncan, the Director of the California Department of Industrial Relations, Desti Overpeck, the Acting Chief Deputy Administrative Director of the DWC, and other industry heavyweights. Also on Wednesday, October 28, the International Association of Rehabilitation Professionals will kick off the 2009 IARP Forensic Conference in Memphis. Information about these and other events can be found on our website by clicking on the WorkComp Calendar tab on the top of our homepage. That's all our news and events for this week. Please check our website daily for news updates, past editions of our news, and much, much more. And remember, you can subscribe to our weekly news podcasts and special reports using your iPhone or iPod by searching for Work Comp Academy in the iTunes Store. They've got an app for that. Again, I'm Deborah Tobias with Floyd, Skarin & Kelly. Thanks for joining us, and please stop by our site again next week for more news.